The recording right. has now started. Come on, ref! Make the call! It's a yellow! Jesus, why can't that kid pass the ball? How they playing, Jamie? Nothing but kickball. Unbelievable. Pure crap. Nice play, Susie. She sucks. That's offside! What time was Tony? God, can you watch your daughter at all? If that coach would take his head out of his ass, he probably could call the plays a little better. I can't believe they're starting Susie over Corey. Care what the coach says. You're the best player on the team. Get out there and shoot the ball. This isn't ballet. Let's go. <laughs> that was some of the sounds we picked up from soccer parents from around the country. If you knew some of the things that is going on in the soccer world, man, I tell you, you will be amazed. Welcome to the Team Give and Go podcast. Team Give and Go, supporting African American soccer players from recreation to pro. Team Give and Go, where opportunity is the only goal. I'm Troy, your co-host, here with the gang, starting with diehard soccer parent, and you better say her name right, T. Lynn. Hey, hey, hello, everyone. And we couldn't do a podcast without my man, Jason, who's not afraid to let you know that if he would have played soccer growing up, he would have been a black messy. <laughs> hey, how's it going? But not least, she speaks no alternative truths. She speaks to the details of the truth. Let's hear it for... Miss Chantel. Hey, what's going on? Today's show is sponsored by Urban Boomerang, the first online store that allows customers to circulate their dollars while supporting initiatives in urban communities. When you buy on Urban Boomerang, the community wins. We also want to give a big shout out to our new partner, City Futsal. City Futsal is a family-owned company that specializes in the promotion and education of the game of futsal. Guys, I'm super excited today because not only is this our first podcast for our growing community, but we have a special guest that is a staple in the landscape of North Dallas soccer. He's the coach and director of the Defeater Soccer Club located in the DFW Metroplex, and he's going to be on the call momentarily to answer questions that we gathered from parents looking to navigate this crazy and political world of soccer. So team, before Hugh joins us from the sidelines, and since this is our first podcast, I think we need to first let our listeners know exactly what Team Give and Go is all about. And who is better to do this than Team Give and Go co-founder and urban soccer mom? She's going to kill me for saying that. T. Lynn. Urban soccer mom. <laughs> I am so happy to have everyone listening to our very first podcast. Before we get started, let me tell you what Team Give and Go is all about. Our mission is to highlight and become a resource for talented African-American youth soccer players around the country. We provide young African-American soccer athletes with resources, inspiration, access, and visibility to have a long, productive soccer experience. Let's face it, while soccer is an international sport, there is definitely an opportunity to expand its diversity here in the U.S. Now, before we get into the fun stuff, let me go through two important housekeeping items. First, Team Give and Go was started by passionate soccer parents who want to see their kids excel. The organization is not designed to be discriminatory in any way. It is designed to create a level playing field for our youth. And second, 
While we have created partnerships with several organizations that we'll be introducing to all of our listeners in the coming months, I do want to caveat that we are not sponsored by any specific club. That's it. Now we're ready to get started with the podcast. Back to you, T-Roy. Yeah, that's right. As T. Lynn mentioned, we are a very inclusive bunch. But let's not get this twisted. We are trying to groom, educate the next crop of black soccer players. Besides, I don't know if you guys saw that the United States men's team didn't even make the World Cup. That lets me know if we have more inner city kids playing this game, uh, just imagine the talent that can be on the field for the U.S. So as I said before, we have a special guest with us tonight. Let's get him off the sidelines and into the game. So without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Hugh Bradford. Hi, thanks for having me. Welcome, Hugh. We're so excited. We're so happy to have you on the show tonight. Thank you. Jason and Chantel have a bunch of questions that they gathered from parents around the country. Uh, So Jason and Chantel, take it away. Hello, Hugh. How you doing? Good. How do you like to be referred to? Uh, Hugh is fine. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Troy. And Hugh, welcome. We're really excited to have you a part of this initial podcast. And so we're going to jump right into it. And so if you could, if you could just tell us a little bit about your background, you know, how you've grown up and what you've done and where you are now. Well, um, I grew up on this sport um originally from Jamaica so you know it's uh um something that we grow up with there it's our main sport uh played soccer and cricket as a as a youth growing up but my beginning started in Jamaica um enjoyed playing the game not like it is now <laughs> you know I um did stuff like playing outside with torches and stuff we didn't have light and stuff you know but when you love the sport you find ways of doing it um moved, my family moved to canada went there played a uh, club there and then i moved to the u.s and have been here ever since did not play college collegiately here but i played in a division one men's league here and then uh went into coaching because i found a, a real a real job i guess um from going to college and then uh, I got into coaching as a volunteer and uh, loved it. Um, Started uh, doing skills and and coaching and got in with the Defeater Soccer Club and have been there for 25 plus years now. Uh, Ended up being the first uh, director that the club's ever had. So uh, that's in a nutshell kind of my journey to where I am right now. Awesome. Hugh, that is great information. Thank you for giving us that background. Um, I'm Chantel, as T. Lynn and Troy said, and I do have another question for you. Can you tell us, in your opinion, what is the number one issue that African-American players and parents have problems with when playing club soccer? You know, for me, uh, one, the, the, the thing I, I've always told the players – that are African-American is do not let someone define you as just an athlete. Uh, I think as, as players come in, they see them as, okay, that's a player that's fast or, you know, let's, let's kick it and go run. Uh, so you want, want them to learn the game the way it needs to be played at all levels. So you can, your game can transfer from, 
club to club if you wanted or from level to level. You're not just an athlete because if you're just an athlete, when you go get into that and if that's how you're seeing, at some point that runs out and now you're wondering why am I not at the next level and how do I, you know, how do I move on from here? So one of the biggest thing I would say that you face is just to be labeled just as a great athlete and, you know, to learn the game and learn the skills and learn everything about the game, understanding why you're doing what you're doing out on the field and why things are necessary as opposed to just, okay, as a, at a young age, okay, let's just go get it and, you know, you're scoring goals or you're doing, you're stopping goals or whatever you don't, you know, you're asked to do at that point. But at some point you lose the value that you actually bring as you get older if you're not in the right situation. So I think parents need to make sure that they pay attention to who the coaches are that are coaching their sons or daughters and make sure that they're teaching them the things that will transfer all the way through to whatever level that player decides they want to try to attain. Good. Thank you. That was good. Um, one more question. Um, do you think an organization like Team Give and Go is needed in the soccer world? I, I believe so. Um, it, you know, it's a very, very expensive sport, and I think all, pretty much all sport are becoming that way. But, you know, I'm in the soccer arena, so I know how expensive that can be. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, African-American kids, per se, but there's others also that, um, that the cost is keeping them from be playing a sport that they actually want to play and that love it, they love but they can't afford to do it, so they're not at the level that they're capable of playing. So I think an organization like this is vital, actually. It's, it's, it's a vital lifeline for kids that want to go to the next level and need that support and need that help. So I, I think it's, my, in my opinion, I think it's overdue. Thank uh, you. Yeah. So, so you, this, is, this is Jason, and, man, I'm really excited to hear that you're Jamaican. Um, my family's Jamaican. I follow the reggae boys and the reggae girls, and I love to see them do well. And so that's right. that's that's awesome. Yeah. And so um, I, I so my my question to you is is more along the lines of of um, uh, from like from a history historical perspective, right? If you think about African American soccer, specifically in North Texas. Can you just talk about who some of the, you know, influential folks are and then the great players that have come out of North Texas in your 25 years of experience? Um, you know, for me, the, the influence, you know, uh, for me was from the youth, uh, being in Jamaica and learning and loving the sport. So where, right, you know, I go, I, um, that, that's it for me. And soccer is just my love. But there they've been several, you know, I actually asked a friend of mine to actually help me get some names and they hadn't gotten back to me. But just from within our organization, you know, we've had a player, uh, African-American player that played for, um, that went on to play at the University of Florida and then went on to play uh, with the Houston um, Dash as a pro player and play for the Boston Breakers as a pro player. That's a local kid from here. We actually have a, a second one that just got called up to the national team when they were in, went to can to play Canada in Canada. She that went through the program that went to Stanford and actually won a World Cup 
at the U-20 age group um, and, and is now called up with the full national team that plays professionally with the um, Orlando City Pride. And she oh, has okay. actually gone over to play in England um, when she first got out of college to play with Arsenal uh, Soccer Club. So, you know, that's a couple of kids that we've known through our organization that's gone on and done very well. And, uh, you know, had they not gotten the opportunities at the younger ages here to do these, then you wouldn't have pioneers like themselves that have gone on. Awesome. Hey, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm not Jamaican, but I, but I got married in Jamaica. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. <laughs> it was wrong I did, too. I have a tie also, so that brings us all together. That's, that's, that's right, small world. Six yeah. degrees of separation for sure. Yeah. Next podcast from you, Jamaica, right? <laughs> Next broadcast from Jamaica, that's right. Hey, I do have a question, though, uh, to follow up uh-huh. on your last response, Hugh. Um, uh-huh. Those players that you, that you're aware of from North Texas, do you have a relationship with them, keep in contact with them? Because maybe we can also partner with them with Team Give and Go, giving them opportunity uh, to give back, talk to some of our students and players absolutely i um i i have um uh, facebook and phone numbers with both those players um so definitely we could um uh reach out to them and have them um you know talk to some of the younger players that are coming through kind of give them an idea what it takes to get there because uh they're at the highest level and have played at the highest level that the country has to offer. So I think that would be great for them to be able to reach back and, and uh, you know, kind of bring some of the younger players that are coming through along. Because there are several kids right now that are in the pipeline that are coming through that needs to know that if you continue to work hard and you continue to put in the work, that you can reach these goals. Okay, absolutely. So, so I've got a quick question. Uh, uh, excuse me, Jason. Uh, Huge, like when it comes to training, right? So outside the club environment, uh, what have you found to be the the, the best approach? You know, uh, this is going to (laughs) be, that's a tricky one because I have my own personal feelings and beliefs on it. And it doesn't mean somebody else's is wrong. It just means that I, you know, for me, the the number one thing is the kids got to be in love with the sport if they're in love with the soccer ball and go out and play play in the backyard, even with their parents, that that helps them develop. You have to spend, if you want to be at the highest level, you've got to spend time with the ball. And if you don't spend time with the ball, then at some point you're going to plateau because you're not growing. And so for me, it's not even, it's so much, I know, you know, there's a lot of private lessons and different things like that. And you can do all of those. Those things are fine. But at the end of the day, it's how much time is spent with it that that actually helps you grow and get to where you need to get to. And in today's age where there's so much technology, I mean, you know, kids can go on YouTube and learn from YouTube videos. You know, I've told my players, just get a Nerf ball and, you know, parents get mad at me, but in the house, just put it on, 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 on the computer and, and, and copy it. And, and learn. Uh, so, you know, in that way, it takes away from the expense that goes with some of this stuff. Uh, so if you can go in and get yourself, get yourself some, some YouTube videos or even just buying videos and, and, and 
copying what you see and then going out in the yard and put some time in, I think that helps you to develop to the next level without having to be in a club environment. Because the club environment can only help you so much because, um, you know, you train two, three, maybe four days a week. And, you know, out of the seven days, what are you doing outside of that? And it's what you put in outside of that gives you the, the confidence that when you go back to your club environment, you can go and execute those things. Yeah, that's, that's, a, like that's a great segue. That's a great segue into uh, – to our next question actually so as you think as as you as you think or as we as we've mentioned we're kind of first generation soccer parents here and so you think about the club environment there's you know there's recreational and then there's the academy and select environments and there's all kinds of clubs out there solar scd defeaters texans etc right and so as you look at making the the best determination, if you will, um, for your kids with regard to the club environment. Two-part question. One, when do you look to put your, to put the kids from an age perspective into, say, an academy versus recreational? And then two, how do you pick the club? And are you picking a club or are you picking a, like a coach? Well, um, for the first part of the question, um, you, I mean, I don't, I don't really think there's recreation anymore in, in our country, to be honest. And and the kids that are in the recreational system seem to fall behind a little bit because uh, everything is becoming a little bit specialized. But I think you know, as soon as the play, the kid wants to start playing with the ball, that you need to get them going. I think age five or six is is a good age to start looking at the academy stuff because that's kind of um, the way things have trended now. I mean, you have different cities across. It's not here in the Met, in our Metroplex, but like if you go to Austin or if you go to some of the others, you've got clubs that have taken over the entire recreational program. And so it depends on where you live, things that, you know, that would go on. And so if, if a club's taken over the recreational system, then you can see already that they're already in a club environment. I you know, I particularly like for the kids to be able to just go have some fun. Um, but you have to kind of do things according to uh, what's going on and what the trend is with the country or your kid's going to get left behind. And we don't want anybody to be left behind. So you're forced into a club environment sooner rather than later. And so at this point, I would say that um, just to get them in there, and and start to get them used to playing with a soccer ball and just having fun. But you want to be be able to have fun with it, with it. If it becomes too much of a drill type thing where the kids just not can't have any fun, then I think I would look for a different environment. Um, as far as picking, you know, a club, uh, my advice to every parent: get to know the coach that your kid's going to play for because your child is going to be spending a lot of time with that person and they're going to influence your kids' lives. And you want to make sure that you have the right person influencing your kid's life, not just in the sport, but for life things as well. So, you know, I wouldn't just pick a club based on just the history of whether they win or don't win or any of that as a parent, speaking as a parent, I would I would want to know that 
my kid's going to learn life lessons along with the sport that will help them to be able to problem solve. And that's, you know, going back to where I, I spoke before about seeing us as an athlete versus, you know, a talented player that needs to learn all aspects of the game. You want to make sure that you check those environment. And the only way to do that is to go to their website, look at their philosophies. What, what's the philosophy of the club? You know, how much of that is in, in, in important enough to them uh, of including the family or including um, life skills and life goals. And I, that's how I, as a parent, I would pick it. You know, obviously as a club person, you, you want the great athletes and you're looking for those kind of things. But as a parent, I want somebody that's going to influence my child in the right direction, not just in a sport, but how to deal with things that are going to come up in this sport. Because you're going to have struggles as a player at some point, and how do you deal with that? And how do you work through those? What kind of programs do they have? Are all the coaches working together? Or are they individuals? Those kind of things, I think, should be important in the growth, you know, because as you change coaches within that organization, you know, are they on the same pathway? Are they on the same philosophy? Uh, is my child continuing to grow? And those are things that I think are, are so vital for the kids. So, you know, if you have a kid that's talented enough to go to the national pool and, they, and you send them to camp, are, were they prepared? to go to camp and deal with those things now that they're away from the home environment or that coach? Can they solve those things away from the coach because they've learned life skills and they've learned enough about the sport of why they're doing it? So I, I know that's a little bit of a long answer, but I think it's very important that those things are looked at when you're, when you're picking a club. That was a great answer. Any other questions? So I, uh, I think from, from what you've given us, you, um, you've given us a ton of uh, a wealth of information, if you will, you know, from the perspective of, of, of black kids and, you know, sometimes them being pigeonholed to making decisions on the clubs um, and, and the club environment and, and what's, what's best for the kid. And then even, you know, from a team giving go perspective, um, you you essentially confirmed for for us that you know the mission is well and that it's needed and we're happy that you know you've partnered with our organization um, to further this movement and you know, we look we look forward to pulling from you from your knowledge and um, your experience um, in in future ventures if you will and we're just really excited that you joined us today and we really appreciate it I don't know team if you guys have anything else to say. Yeah, I just want to say, hey, it was a great Q&A, guys. And um, uh, before we let Mr. Bradford go, I just want to thank you, uh, as Jason just said, for blessing us with your time and your perspective. Um, we're all much more knowledgeable now about this game of soccer, and we can honestly say that uh, you're the reason why. Uh, thank you. Uh, and that was Hugh Bradford from the Defeater Soccer Club out of the North Dallas area. That Thank you guys up. for, for yeah, having yeah. me. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, definitely a pleasure. And anytime you have any questions or anything, I'll be more than happy to help in any way that I can to further, you know, the, the youth movement and the growth. I think this is a tremendous sport for African-American players. And I think there's not enough known about it. And I think what you guys are doing 
not from just from a financial aspect, but also getting the word out in our communities that this is another choice that they can make. And it is a great choice that they can make and they can represent their countries. They can represent their area, different clubs. Uh, I think that that's awesome. And I think I, I thank you guys for having the foresight that that an organization like this is needed and the willingness because sometimes people have the foresight but they don't have the willingness to put in the extra work to help you know others along the way so you, i i applaud you guys as well for what you're trying to do well we appreciate that uh hugh anything yes, else and guys? thank you so much for your time this evening you're, you're quite welcome so that concludes our first podcast episode i want to give a big shout out to hugh bradford once again from the Defeater Soccer Club for blessing us with the wealth of soccer knowledge. I hope someone out there got the information they needed to help them make a wiser decision on and off the pitch. I also want to give a thanks to our partner City Futsal and sponsor Urban Boomerang for their support. And thank you, thank you, you crazy soccer parents for giving up your weekends so your kids can chase a ball. Make sure you catch our next podcast when on the show we'll be chatting with some talented black women soccer players, both collegiate and professional, talking about taking your game to the next level and everything that comes along with that. Make sure you sign up and register on Team Give and Go website. That's teamgiveandgo.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, remember, life is like the game of soccer. There's always going to be a goalie on the other end, but that doesn't mean you can't score. We're out. Kick the damn ball.